Awesome. Uh, yeah, man, everything that was already said, that was fantastic. We could go home, but I'm going to stick around. You guys have to wait. Uh, but for real, that, that was awesome. The Lord's here, um, and he's speaking through these guys and girls. Like, Lindsay, I was already going to do that, and I was like, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> like, Yeah, the small group leaders, we love you guys. You guys are studs. And um, if you want good friends in Morgan, if you want the best friends you can have in Morgantown, make friends with those guys, the people that were standing up. Um, I truly believe that, and, uh, yeah, everything that was said was so good. So um, I'm going to pray really quick, and then we're going to start, okay? No good? Okay. Uh, thank you, Jesus. We love you. Um, thank you for already speaking to us, God. I pray that you would just, uh, yeah, just help us to hear your voice tonight. Um, speak clearly. And uh, God, I pray that you would just, uh, yeah, just use me tonight, Lord. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. Cool. Okay. So when people come to something like this, okay, rally, church, even school, what do y'all think most people expect to hear about? Okay, all valid. But yes, those are all true. I think most people want to hear about themselves, right? How do I fit into this? What does this mean for me? What am I going to do with this later? And, uh, and yeah, I think that's what everybody loves, right? We love to hear about ourselves. We love to hear all that type of thing. But unfortunately, tonight, I'm not going to really talk about you that much. I'm not going to talk about me that much. We're going to talk about God, okay? Um, so, man, talking about yourself and thinking about yourself, that attitude towards church, school, and life is what breeds a lot of problems on campus, right? Look around. There's a lot of great things that happen on campus, right? Like so much cool stuff. People are getting degrees. People are getting internships and jobs and all that type of thing. But also there's a lot of problems, right? Um, you can just walk around and see them. And uh, when you think about yourself all day long, that's what happens, right? Um, what do you get? You get uncertainty. You get anxiety. You get confusion, loss of confidence, insecurity, um, right? That kind of comes when you think about yourself all the time. So ultimately, when you look and think about yourself all day, you become a selfish person, right? Um, so that's really scary. Uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world, his name's Keith Green. No one else cares about him or knows him, but you should. Uh, he, says, he says in a song, he says, it's so hard to see when my eyes are on me. It's, so when you think about yourself constantly, it's really hard to see your brother or sister next to you who's really going through it or um, just, yeah, any of that stuff, opportunities to encourage people, um, all those different things are like a big deal. So getting our eyes off of ourselves and onto God is really helpful. Um, only maybe Sam knows about this guy. Has anybody ever heard of Carl Menninger? Okay, a couple people. Exactly, I'm going to tell you. He's a psychiatrist. He, he was a psychiatrist back in the day. And uh, I've told the story so much. I'm, like, obsessed with the story, and it's so cool to me. So, uh, basically, he, he would treat, like, people would come to him as, like, clients, right? They're like, a, like a session or something, you know what I'm saying, for, like, counseling or, or whatever. And he was a big deal. He was kind of like, a, like a, big, a big, you know, name. And, uh, and what he did was pretty interesting. He would have everybody, okay, hey, say you're, you're coming to my office on Friday. Okay, yeah, well, you can sign up Friday at 3 p.m. Hey, before that, you can't come. I won't meet with you unless you do this one thing. 
And, uh, and he said, what you have to do is you have to go find um, an opportunity or somebody or some way to serve another person without being able to be returned. So no money, no favor. You can't go cook your grandma dinner and then she gives you ice cream. Like you have to find someone that's legitimately helpless and be able to serve them. And, uh, and the cool thing is, and if you don't do it, you can't come. Okay. Does that make sense? Sorry. Uh, and, and so they would do it and I, I can't remember the exact number. I think it would be made up anyways, but like 80 to 90% of the people that had like a appointment would be like, Hey doc, uh, Hey, thanks so much. Uh, I went and served this guy. It was awesome. I was really unselfish and actually I don't need to come in for my appointment anymore. Isn't that crazy? Like when you begin to serve, you actually begin to heal. When you begin to be unselfish, you actually be, you begin to become an unselfish person. That's just like, that's so awesome. Um, selfishness is, is deadly. Unselfishness brings life. Does that make sense? So it's a big deal. Um, that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. But ultimately, what we're going to talk about is this. Um, another one of my favorite people, his name's A.W. Tozer. He said this quote, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us, okay? What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. That's pretty good. Uh, so we're going to talk about this tonight. Um, when you hear the word God, what comes to your mind? I think we have some thoughts. Grace is going to share them with us. Maybe it could be some of these things. Like, is this what you think about when you think about God? Okay, that's supposed to be Mufasa. That's my, that's my girl, Medea. There's Jesus. Some old man. There's God for sure. There's God for sure. <laughs> One of those guys. Sweet. So are those, are those images that come to, to, that come to your mind? Um, what kind of characteristics do you think about when you think about God? Is it, is it fear? Like when you, when you think about, what do you feel when you think about God? Is it fear? Is it hurt? Is it anger, happiness, love, kindness, or hatred? Um, when you think about God, is it someone who's out to get you? Or is it someone whose just sole purpose is just out to give to you? Um, there's just so many different things in a room this big. There's going to be, um, you know, tons of different ideas about God, okay? Um, and, and if it's true that the most important thing about you is the thoughts that come to mind when, when you think about God, what does that say about you? What does that actually say? Um, it could be kind of scary. Um, if you believe any of those things, those characteristics or those pictures come to mind, those images, um, it really will be foundational on how you live your life, okay? What you think about God will determine what choices you make. Um, it will determine what you eat, what you drink, when you wake up, how you spend your life, how you spend your money, what you believe about the world, people, nature, and society are all based in this belief on what comes to your mind when you think about God. That's pretty crazy. Like, all of those are, are founded on that idea of God in your life. Even if it's, um, oh, well, I don't really think about God. Like, if it's absent, that's going to affect how you make your choices. Um, if you have a wrong idea about God, it's going to affect how you make your choices. And so, man, it's just so important. It's the most important thing about you. Whether you're spiritual or not, 
whether you believe other people have worth or value, whether you trust that all people are really actually really good deep down or whether you believe that everybody is really wicked deep down, um, whether you believe that your government is the best way to do it, whether you believe that another government's the best way to do it, um, whether you believe that my happiness is the most important thing, whether you believe that your happiness is the most important thing, um, whether you believe that you have a right to freedom or no rights at all are all founded on what comes to your mind when you think about God, okay? If God, if you believe, if you think about God and you believe that he's strict, then being good or kind of your ultimate goal in life is to follow all the rules. If God's really strict and he's going to smack my hand whenever I get out of line, then I'm going to follow the rules. If you believe that he's loving and all about my happiness and that's the most important thing, then, um, then being good is really all about no rules at all, right? God, well, God loves me. There's no rules. He's, he's too loving to give me any of that stuff, right? Um, the way that you treat your mom or your roommate or your friends all come from what you think about them, and what you think about them is founded on what you believe about God. That's really crazy. Um, if you, like, like, hear me out. If you have a high view of God, like you think of God as, as like a high being, um, then you'll have a high view of man. You will give dignity, honor, and treat yourself, sorry, treat others better than yourself because they are made in the image of God, okay? Um, if you have a low view of God or no view of God, then there's a possibility that you'll think that man is much more important than he actually is. Um, you'll treat them well all the way up until you're either hurt or offended or forgotten, and then you're going to treat them worse than, than, than you'd ever believe because you have become God in your own mind. Does that make sense? So, like, if you, if you were kind of tracking with this, um, you would become the judge, the jury, and the ex executioner of either that person or that situation or that relationship, and, uh, and, and you treat people well as long as you can get out of them something because you believe that that's all God wants out of you. He just wants something out of you. So you just, you kind of like follow, um, if you follow your choices and you follow um, your mindset and you follow the different distinctions that you make every day, um, you really can trace them back to ultimately what you believe about God or what you don't believe about God. Are y'all with me? Does this make sense? Okay. So if you have a right view of God, who he really is, then you will think rightly about the world, you'll think rightly about people, and you'll have a proper view of reality, okay? Um, so thinking about God matters a lot, okay? D does that, y'all got that? It really, really matters um, for the good and for the bad. It really just can't be ignored. Oh, when I graduate, when I get a job, when I'm sad, when I'm around my parents, when you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it actually matters what you think about God all the time um, because it comes out in everything that we do. So, what that thought is makes up who we are and what we do. So, you, so it's important. This, this evening, tonight, tomorrow, what do I think about God? Take some time. Like, write it down. Is this even right? Do I think anything? Does this affect me? It, you'll find out that it affects a lot of stuff. It's really crazy. So, Here's what the question is. What is God like? Okay? If there's something that we need to figure out, and this is the most important thing about us, like I said, you can take my word for it. If you don't have to, please don't. Figure it out for yourself. Um, if this is the most important thing about me, then I should probably try and figure out what God's actually like, right? And not just hope that I'm right because my aunt told me or because my pastor told me or because I just figure, well, God can't be this way. 
um, in, in Chi Alpha, um, a conviction that we have is that we fight with attitudes and ideas. And that means that we fight wrong attitudes and ideas because we believe that there is reality, there is truth, and we want to fight those attitudes and ideas with correct ones, okay? So tonight, that's what we're going to do. What is God like? Is there someone to understand? Is there an ideal to maybe live up to or strive for? Is there a person that I could actually know? Okay. What if, think about this. What if someone spent every day with you? Uh, every minute of every day with you. Okay. Um, and this isn't cheesy. Just like actually think about what that would look like. Um, what would they say about you? Like if you have like back in the day, they'd have like biographers and they'd like, follow you around and talk about what you ate for breakfast um what would you want them to see okay what would be some things that you would want them to see and let me maybe add to that biography what would be some things that you would want them to maybe glance over okay does that make sense like like think about those things uh this quote has been in my head for like two weeks i think it's up here oh yeah okay so we see the people we love as we want them to be not who they really are okay it sounds really profound. It's actually Zorro who said it in the silly movie, Legend of Zorro. You should go watch it. It's, it's so, it's awesome, okay? Y'all seen Puss in Boots? Okay, it's Puss in Boots in real life. That's what this movie is. It's crazy. But I was, I was thinking about this, and I was like, man, that is so good. I was, like, thinking about this quote, and I was like, Man, who said that? Like, one of my friends must have said this. Or, like, I read it in a book, and then I was like, this is my wife, Katie. She played guitar earlier. She did a great job. Um, and I was like, babe, where, what is this from? This is amazing. And, she, and she's like, this is from that stupid movie we watched. She didn't say stupid because she actually liked it more than I did. And I liked it a lot. Um, okay. So, we see the people we love as we want them to be, not who they really are. That means a lot of times our small idea of love can kind of be blinded by different things, right? Oh, I, man, she's so awesome as long as she's got all that makeup on. Or, man, he's so great as long as I see him, not after he goes to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like all this type of things we kind of like skip over. Some, some of us just got married, and we're starting to see that some, some of that stuff now, maybe. I don't know. Um, but this is true. So what do you think people that spend every day with God say about him? Okay. What do you think that people that spend every day with God say about him? Would they say that he's loving? Would they say that he's righteous, fair, wonderful? Would they say that he's really not all that he's made up to be? Would they say that he's, um, a hypocrite? Would they say, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what, what do people say about God? Um, so we're actually going to look at the Bible. In uh, the book of Revelation, it's the last book in the Bible, um, chapter 4, um, verse um, just four, 4 through 9. Um, I'm going to read it. It says, um, Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and all around the throne 
or four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. Okay, so set this up. This is the book of Revelation is just a vision of heaven. Um, John, if you've ever read the book of John, he got this vision of heaven. And that's what we're looking at, this throne room of God. Okay, Um, so it sounds kind of trippy. But if you think about heaven, it's probably kind of trippy. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had the face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Maybe. Um, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they did not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Every single time, we're going to stop there. Every single time, they spent every single day, for, for whoever knows how long, since creation, with God. They looked away, maybe they blinked, maybe they glanced at something else, and every time they looked back at God, holy, 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 almighty, and eternal. Those are the only three words they had to describe God. That's crazy. Have y'all ever been like, Somewhere really beautiful. Um, who is from India? Okay, do you, what part of India do you live in? Like the pretty part? Uh, okay, but there's pretty parts of India. Like the north? Okay, I've been there, and it's like unreal. Like, have you been there? You got to go, dude. You got to go. It's so sick. Like the Himalaya Mountains, um, like Grand Canyon. Anybody been there? Alaska, all these places. West Virginia? Honestly, like, everyone laughs. Okay, seriously, so, like, our family and some of our friends went to um, Phoenix this summer, and it is, it is wild out there. It's, it's so, it's a desert, but it's, like, gorgeous, okay? Like, it's, it's dusty, but then there's, like, mountains everywhere. Like, it's, it's so beautiful, and when we were out there, I was just, like, so, and I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just want to go outside again. Like, I just want to look around. Um, and then when we came back, we were driving from, from the airport, Pittsburgh, down here. So we are through western Pennsylvania into West Virginia. And, again, I was, like, blown away at how beautiful it is here. The green trees, the rolling, oh, my gosh. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't stop looking. I was driving, and I was just kind of, like, doing this thing. And, and. I mean, have y'all ever felt that, like, that, that sense of awe, that sense of something that's, that's not me, it's very different, it's bigger, it's something else, right? And, and that beauty, and that's what these guys are doing, they're expressing this holiness. I think that's sometimes when we think about, okay, well, if, well, if God's holy, um, actually what I want God to be like is, is like, what I, what I would say if I was there would be like loving, 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 or like forgiving, 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 or like tolerant, 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 or like gracious, gracious, gracious. You see what I'm saying? That's what, that's what we do sometimes because we, we don't want, quite want God to be the way that he actually is. We actually want him to be more like we want him to be, okay? But that's what these guys are saying. I, think, I don't think they were just choosing holy because they didn't know anything else to say. That was what came to mind. Uh, and so that's kind of that's tough. Um, I also think that holiness is a difficult concept for us to understand because there's not like, like, it's not like the ABCs, okay? It's not like colors or shapes or animals or even like American history, things that we learned in school. It's not like there, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very, um, the only place you would hear it is like at church, 
maybe some churches would talk about holiness, okay? Um, or, or like if you read the Bible, um, you, would, you would hear about holiness. That's pretty much the, the main ways you would hear modern people talk about holiness. Is that right? Like, you don't hear professors talking about holiness all the time or anything, right? Um, they, don't, they don't need to. That's not, that's not what they're teaching. Um, and so I think it's difficult because it's not something that we know a bunch about from, like, past experience. And it's also not something that's, like, super easily one for one, you know, okay, when I say holy, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not this kind of, like, really easily interchangeable word with something else. And so when we talk about Bible, when the Bible talks about godly holiness, um, it kind of has to be unpacked or explained through various thoughts, okay? Um, Some of those would be, like, perfect plus wise plus good plus um infinite plus entire plus blameless plus mature does that make sense so it's not just this kind of like oh when you say holy you mean blank okay um i'm gonna try and simplify it tonight um because i think it's a big deal for us to kind of wrap our minds around it so hopefully we'll simplify it but it's never going to be like blah always means blah okay does that make sense so western eastern Y'all understand that? Western would be like European, and we adopt a lot of that stuff. Eastern would be like Africa and Asia. Um, a Western idea of holy uh, is is like this. It's like a good guy, okay? Like a good, maybe like a hero, but but kind of more like, um, I, don't, I, I don't know much about heroes. Like Inspector Gadget, okay? Like he's kind of he's bumbling. He's really good. He's like a man of the law. But he, but he, like, falls and hits a trigger, and then it, like, catches the bad guy, right? Like, he's not really that smart. He's not really, he's just a good person, but he's not wise, right? Um, so that's kind of more like the Western idea of, of holiness. He's more of a pushover who follows the rules, okay, when you think of a holy, holy man. Um, uh, the Eastern idea uh, is, is all about power, okay? Uh, they got the power. They're maybe telling stories about this guy levitating or this guy's like shooting out thunderbolts or something like that. But in the end, he kind of bends the rules a little bit. Okay. So he's, so he's got all the wisdom and he's got all this power, but he's not necessarily a good, as we would say, person because he's, because he's got all this power. Does that make sense? So we got those two ideas and that's pretty much what we're probably going to be thinking of mostly when we hear the word holy. Um, but the Bible idea of holy is is uh is typically both of those things okay um it's both wise and good um it's not mixing those two things together but it's but it's wise and good god is wise and good he's infinite and personal he's different but he's relatable it's not a contradictory like i'm not speaking in contradictions think about someone who's um incredibly generous because they're good with money maybe they're frugal but they're incredibly generous or someone who's just incredibly loving and caring for people's well-being but they care about justice okay so so god is like is like mixing those things um i think the most at least in the bible when we see the word holy um the most interchangeable word is perfect okay holy we could say best fits perfect so what is perfect love? What is perfect faithfulness? Um, God is above good, okay? Like, like he's beyond kind. He's beyond loving. He's beyond righteous. He's beyond generous. He's beyond faithful. 
He's, he's, a lot of people think this, he's not beyond say, okay? Like a lot of people get that mixed up, and I just want that to be known, that that's not who he is. Um, but he is bigger and better than even the most faithful person that you can think of, okay? It's the perfect vision of faithfulness. Y'all with me? So my grandpa, um, when I think of the word generous, he comes to mind, okay? He was like one of the most generous men that I've ever met, like over and abundant generous. Like, like I'd be like, hey, grandpa, can we go get a, like a Happy Meal at uh, Burger King? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'd like walk towards Burger King, and then we'd stop at CVS, and he'd buy me like a toy and like candy, and then we'd go to Burger King, and we'd like get a Happy Meal and eat it, and then like on the way home, he'd like buy us like a bucket of chicken or something like that, KFC. And so it'd be like, it's like, oh, it's like, this isn't what I wanted. Like, I just wanted the Happy Meal. But he was like so incredibly um, generous. Like, he helped pay for my college, r- expecting nothing in return. You see what I'm saying? And so I think what we can really kind of um, mistakenly do is say, oh, okay, so you think about your grandpa. God's just more generous than that, okay? God's just a little bit more, maybe a lot more generous than that, or, or someone I think of as kind, like God's just a little bit more, or maybe a lot more kind than that. Man, I just, I just think that's so improper. Um, God's not just a better version of my grandpa. Like, my grandpa wasn't almost there, okay? Um, we have to switch, we have to just switch our, our point of view, if we're looking through man to try and see what God's like, we're going to miss it every time, okay? If you're just thinking of, you know, think of the holiest person you can think of, God's not just a little bit more holy than that person, okay? Does that make sense? Like, we really have to view, it's cool. I mean, my God, my God, my grandpa was, had a godly characteristic of generosity, but honestly, and this, I don't think this is so rude to say, but it was like a dirty, dingy speck of what God's generosity looks like. It's, it was imperfect, okay? And when I look at, and I think that the scary thing is people look at that person and think, oh, that's what God's like. No, not really, okay? Um, we can see God in people, and we can see attributes of God in people, but if we try to, I think we just, we put too much worth into somebody when we say, hey, you're what God's like, instead of, oh, that's really cool. That's what God's like in you. Does that make sense? It sounds like a little, so really we want to kind of come from the other side and look through God and then see what man looks like. Does that make sense? So like, so like coming this way, going that way. Yeah. Jesus said, <laughs> you have, or, or he said, there is no one good except for God. Okay. So don't even call it that. Like we have no good apart from, from God. Um, God is infinite in all these attributes. He's perfectly good, perfectly kind, perfectly generous. And here's what's cool. Because he's holy in all these things, because he's perfect in all these things, he's also infinitely unselfish. He wants us to enjoy relationship with him. He wants us to enjoy his unique, perfect, and infinite kindness generosity, love, and righteousness. He even shows us how to do it. Here's what's so cool about God. God is that, you know, people say that God is love. The Bible says that God is love. Um, But he's beyond our small idea of love. He's bigger than that. He's a perfect love. His holy perfect love is infinite, unselfish, 
benevolence. He gives not only things to us, he gives himself to us. We can have relationship with him, even though he's holy, okay? Man, God, yeah, God is like absolutely unselfish about what he owns. He wants us, he wants us to live our best life. Like, like I'm, like, that sounds so corny, but it's true. He has our best interest in mind. And when we talk about, um, you know, like the laws, like the things that we should or shouldn't do, it's coming from a wise and good perspective. And so when he says this, it's actually both for our happiness and for our holiness. You can't really live a fully happy life without living a holy life, okay? Um, and so if you have this wrong idea of what holiness looks like, admit it, okay? Like, if you think holy is boring, that's just untrue. It's improper. Like, it, it, yeah, it's just not true. So look at Jesus. He, he is the one that God, you know, he is God. He's the one that's holy, sincere, mature, blameless, okay? Jesus is. And so um, in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, um, starting in verse 2, um, there's a story. Uh, I'll read it. Um, now early in the morning, he came again to the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. Uh, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, uh, executed. But what do you say? So these guys got this girl, no guy. She's uh, messing around with some guy that's not her husband, and they bring her to Jesus. Okay, does that make sense? Um, this they said, testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. <laughs> um, so when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. That's where most people stop. Okay? That's probably what you've heard. Neither do I condemn you. So you can do whatever you want. You can live whatever life you want to live. And Jesus isn't going to do a dang thing about it. Oh, wait, no, hold on. And then he says, go and sin no more. Jesus is awesome this that that story is hilarious like he's he's disregarding everything they're saying he's writing in the ground he's like kind of putting them making them like look so stupid they keep asking hey jesus hey did you hear us what do you want us to do about this lady like it's just so goofy um but he is the perfect example of holiness and he's not this kind of wimpy dorky um goody two-shoes who's really weak he's both wise and good he's powerful He's almighty. He's holy, okay? Um, and, and he tells the lady, he forgives her, which is pretty crazy to do, 
I'm not going to forgive anybody. Um, like, hey, it's okay. Uh, and then he says, go and sin no more. Those are like, that's like a tall order. You know what I'm saying? Like to say, hey, you've been forgiven, and now I want you to never do it again, right? And Jesus is holy. He's not, he's not messing around with her. Hey, I know you'll sin again, so I'm just going to waste my words and say this to you. No, he's like, he's serious. He wants her to go be perfect, right? Um, so living holy is both good for me and for you. Okay, being obedient to God is both good for me and for you. If we want to be holy, we need to be more like Jesus. Okay, if we want to be holy, we want to be more like Jesus. We got to trust in him. So, um, uh, perfect, Jesus said this uh, in Matthew 5, verse 48. He says, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Okay, um, you, could, you could interchange those words for holy. Okay. Um, you could, you could say, be holy as your father in heaven is holy. Um, and, and when we hear the word perfect, how many of y'all heard this? I'm not perfect because I'm exactly, uh, nobody's, you gotta again and again. Um, y'all are quiet. Uh, it's okay. So, so perfect. When we talk about perfection, it means three things. It means sincere, means blameless, and it means mature, okay? When we talk about holiness, we're going to break it down into these three things, okay? Um, band, y'all can come back up. Um, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. So we're going to look at those three things. Sincere. What is sincerity? It means being the same person at rally, as the same person when you go to your, the party, uh, as the same person as when you go back to your dorm, as the same person as when you get up and you go to the gym or you go to breakfast or both. Um, it's the same person that goes to uh, class. It's the same person that goes to um, uh, late night, whatever you're gonna do late at night. Um, it's the same person that goes to out on Saturday night. It's the same person that goes to church on Sunday morning. Does that make sense? Be honest. Be sincere, okay? Um, college, well, for everybody that's new, WVU, welcome. A, we love it here. B, uh, it, it can tend to be the world of masks, okay? Um, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about insincerity, okay? Does that make sense? Um, it's, it's hilarious. It's also really sad, but man, it is, it is wild. Holiness is being honest and being the same everywhere you go. Okay. That's what sincerity is. I was hanging out with Sam the other day. We were outside at the lair and, and this is what I mean. Okay. WVU can be the world of masks. If every, if, if you're being the same person and you're being honest, then you're going to be different. Okay, right? Like you're going to look different. You're going to act different than other people. So Sam and I were hanging out at the lair one night. And it was late. It was like, it was like 11. It wasn't that late. And, I, and he beat me here. We were meeting up. And we're going we're gonna to play pool. And he's going to beat me. Um, and, and I was like, hey, man. I was late. And I was like running behind. I was like, hey, man, I'm almost there. I'll be easy to recognize because I have on a crop top and blue jean shorts. That's a joke because that's what everybody was wearing. And, 
And that's what I'm talking about. Everybody looks the same. You know what I'm saying? And then, this is the funny part, I had like, like shorter, above the knee shorts and like a baggy shirt and like nicer sneakers. And that's what all the guys were wearing. So I had nothing to say. But that is like, that's what I'm talking about. Like when you are holy, you will look different. Okay? Does that make sense? Um, so sincerity. Um, the second one is blameless. Um, uh, okay, so, so there's a difference. Blameless is different than faultless. Okay? Blameless is different than faultless. Okay? I have a friend. Um, he's awesome. And, uh, and, and I went to go see him one year in Alaska. And, and he's also... Um, what's it called? Like, like ornery. Do you know what that is? Like, like, okay. Um, and, and he gave me a present. Okay. He gave me this present. And so I'm in Alaska. I'm leaving. We're having, I mean, we saw volcanoes. We like lost this boat. It was rowdy. And, and, uh, and he gives me this present and, and it's a feather. And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't know anything. I am, I am seriously one of the dumbest people you'll meet. And, and he gives me this feather, and he's like, hey, I want you to have this. I'm like, oh, man. It, like, it was special to him. Also, he is Alaskan, like, native. And so he knows, like, what's cool up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're catching fish, and, and he, like, gives me this feather, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, thanks, Ben. Uh, wow, this is really special. So I, like, take it home, put it on the plane, take it home. And then I'm, like, showing it off when I get back home. And I'm like, my friend's like, dude, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, isn't this so cool? Like, this is, like, one of the coolest gifts I've ever got. Uh, it's just so great. And, and he was like, dude, that's illegal. That's an eagle feather. Like, you, you can't have that. Like, you, you, sh you took it on a plane, A, eh, and you own it. Like, this is horrible. Only, <laughs> only Alaskan natives can, can even, like, touch those. There's some crazy thing. I don't know if you know. But, like, it's this crazy law. And so he's like, he basically, if I got caught, I don't think I would have gone to, like, jail or anything, but, man, I really got in trouble. So, okay, so was I blameless? Yes. I didn't know. He gave this to me. Maybe I could have done the research. What kind of feathers the Siri? Okay, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. Was I faultless? No. I, was, I could have still gotten in trouble. Just because you don't know it's wrong doesn't mean you can't get in trouble for it, right? But I was blameless. And holiness is blamelessness. God in his holiness holds us to a standard that is hear me rightly, able to be understood by us. Okay? He holds us to a standard that's able to be understood by us. Meaning, he doesn't expect you to know everything in the world and live up to that. He does expect you to obey everything that you do know. Does that make sense? That is blamelessness. Timmy is awesome. If y'all don't know Timmy, he's that guy in the back. He's an intern with us this year, and he's a stud. Yes, you do. And hanging out with Timmy is so fun. A, he's incredibly disciplined. And I really, like, if there's a quality about somebody, it's typically that I, like, look up to or admire. It's typically discipline. Um, if you're, like, really kind, that's cute. But if you're disciplined, like, you, I want to be like you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Timmy's both kind and disciplined, actually. So maybe it's just Timmy that I look up to. But, 
Man, I'll tell y'all what, when we talk about wise and good, like that God is wise and good, there is something that Timmy does that's incredibly wise, okay? Actually, Timmy probably knows more about just about anything than any of us in this room. He's incredibly brilliant. Um, But he also obeys what he knows, and that is true wisdom. He knows a lot, and that's not good enough. He also obeys that stuff. Does that make sense? And so when we're talking about wisdom and we're talking about blamelessness, it's obeying what you know, okay? Y'all, like, don't get weird on, on me, like, well, I can't do anything wrong. Like, that's definitely not true. Um, you know yourself. You can't do things wrong. Um, and so that's like blamelessness. And then the last thing is maturity, okay? Holiness, or sorry, perfection is maturity. L- live up to what you know. How many of y'all here have been saved for less than one year? How many of y'all been saved for less than one year? Two years? Okay, awesome, awesome. That's great, that's so cool. How many of y'all have been saved for more than eight years? Couple people, okay. God wants both of you to be perfect, okay? That means that he wants you to live up to what you know. He wants you to act like. He wants you to ask questions. If you've been slave, saved for less than a year, you should not know that much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you should be asking questions. You should be hungry. And if you have been saved for eight years, you should realize that you don't know that much. And then you should be hungry and you should be asking questions. But God expects both of you to be perfect. The expectations are the same. And the cool thing is, because God is holy, it's fair. It's perfectly fair. Does that make sense? So there's maturity, there's blamelessness, and there is sincerity. Are y'all with me? Okay, we're almost done, actually. So we're going to do something different for a lot of people, especially freshmen. Um, uh, uh, high school did not prepare you for this, and unfortunately, a lot of colleges, college classes don't prepare us for this. We are going to take time to think, okay? Um, we're actually going to practice this thinking, and a conviction that we hold in Chi Alpha is that we want to have a mind in love with God, okay? A mind in love with God. That is more than the cycle that you've been through. Read or listen to your teacher, regurgitate it on a class, and repeat with new information, but forget everything that you just learned until the final comes. Then you have to somehow remember all that stuff again, okay? What we want to do is listen and read We want to think about it. We want to ask questions. We want to challenge it. We want to dwell on it. We want to wrestle with it. We want to ask more questions. We want to read more. We want to read so that we can realize what reality is really like. Does that make sense? And when we do that, or or listen, um, when we do that, we have no reason to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Not being like Timmy and saying, oh, yeah, I know that, but not obeying it. Okay? That's not wisdom. We're talking about real wisdom is learning. Real wisdom is growing. It's, it's not insincere. So we're going to sing a couple songs. Um, and while we're worshiping, here's what I want us to do, okay? Just like I said at the very beginning, get your eyes off of yourself, okay? We've, we're talking about God. Put your eyes on God. Put your mind on God. We're singing worship song about his holiness. Think about the things we talked about tonight, about Jesus and how he revealed holiness to us. This is the most important part. There's no reason for you to think, okay, how can I be holy tonight? 
if you just think about God and in his holiness, you'll recognize that you, A, aren't, <laughs> and B, need to be. Does that make sense? Like when you think about God's holiness, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your outlook. And when you think about a holy God as opposed to maybe a God who's just out there to get me or maybe a God who's just loving and wants everybody to just do whatever they want to do, that's going to change everything because the most important thing about you is to have a right view of God. And so as we're worshiping, that's the only way I can think that's this gonna ha- that it's going to happen. Don't worry about self-help. Ask God to reveal himself to you, and God help will be help self-help any day. Worship, get your eyes off of yourself and onto God. It'll put you in a position to hear from him. It'll put you in a position to learn from him, and it'll put you in a position to grow in him, okay? So we don't have, um, you, you have all these friends. It's a great resource. Ask questions. Talk about this. Figure it out. Don't just go home on to the next thing. Don't just, I mean, have fun at the party. But don't just go home and, and like, empty your brain, okay? Does that make sense? Like, what do I think about God? Take some time, five minutes, ten minutes, thinking about that. It could, I mean, that could go into hours, <laughs> honestly. Um, but, but start there. Does that make sense? So we're going to pray, and then we're going to worship. So, um, Jesus, we love you. Thank you for, uh, yeah, just for who you are. Thank you that you are holy. Um, thank you that you are good to us, Father. And um, we, we need you. We need you to speak to us, God. I pray that you would speak to everybody here in, um, in a way that they would understand your voice, God. Be clear. Be, um, and yeah, I just pray that, that hearts would be open to hear from you, that they would be sincere and they would be honest, Father God. We love you. You're worthy. God, thank you for being who you are, Father. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen.